0: Today's episode of One Shining Podcast, the Selection Sunday Spectacular, is brought to you by dot com, dot com, dot com, a place that Mark Titus writes, and I he, do, and you just wrote an article about uh, the Virginia Wahoos, the ACC tournament and regular season champions. I wrote about
1: Virginia, I wrote about what makes this Virginia team different, if you are filling out your bracket, you're saying Virginia loses in the tournament every year, I've, mm-hmm. I've gone down this road before, yes. that Virginia is very good, I hear about their defense, mm-hmm. I hear about how they play slow, and they're... Disciplined, Chaminade. and every year they mm. choke against Michigan State mm-hmm. twice against Syracuse mm-hmm. in the Elite Eight, and you're thinking, why should I believe in them this year, especially with their tough bracket, especially their tough without
0: draw. Malcolm Brogdon. And
1: I, I didn't necessarily say that I think Virginia is going to mm. go to the Final Four. I was just like, this team is different, as you note, know, Tate. This is a different team. They have more balanced offense. They have a better defense. Their defense is like just you know, it's historically great. So I kind of dove in there, and I was like do what you want with your bracket but just please understand that this team is not like the Virginia teams of the past so that's the article
0: but you well, still need to read it please yeah, click on it definitely <laughs> don't read it now just listen to that uh, and also we're brought to you by GM Street a podcast that is about the NFL that is hosted by myself and starred by Michael Lombardi uh, go check that out it comes out on Mondays we'll be doing that tomorrow but it's all about basketball right now it's all about the selection Sunday and it's all about changing the format of the best show on television and making it worse let's get to the podcast but first Woody Durham hey
1: welcome to the selection sunday spectacular at one shining podcast we do not have a live studio audience tape i I regret to inform our listeners we did not bring in a bunch of actors off the streets to hold up signs that our producers made that uh you know are are very clearly not fans of the of the teams that they're pretending to be fans of
0: not only do we not have a studio audience but we're also not standing 30 feet away from each other right now as we talk i wish i could yell at you and you could get a little bit of an echo before i get a response that's let's a start, great way to open this thing up.
1: Let's start there. The selection yeah. show, which is mm-hmm. used to be one of the great traditions of, of uh, I'll, I'll just speak for myself. I won't speak for everyone else. But I used to love the selection show. I used to
0: love. Why are you saying like it's been a long time? Dead. It was literally last year. Perfect.
1: It was, was it?
0: Yeah. It's the exact. Well, it's been okay, the exact well, the, same
1: thing. Well, the two years ago they leaked it, which kind of killed the, okay. the the thing. But uh, yeah, it's like the NBA okay.
0: draft thing. It's like who cares? Yeah. We know. That, right. We still get to watch it happen.
1: So this year, the, the the big change was beyond the beyond the live studio audience, which I will never get over. That was absolutely mm. ridiculous. And like, who, do
0: we believe that they're fans?
1: They're not fans. How do they? They're find clearly these fans? not fans. And and the point about the live studio audience being ridiculous is that. You would hear, like, I guess they might have been fans, but they would cheer. You get loud cheers for, like, the good teams. They'd say mm-hmm. Kentucky, and they'd be like, yeah, big, big blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, uh, North Carolina, will play. And they're like, North Carolina, are like, yeah, just yeah. go with Tar Heels. We'll play Lipscomb. And then you just hear crickets. No, and that's that's not fair to the Lipscomb
0: people. The, wor- you know? the worst one was LIU Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like, in Brooklyn, everyone's what? like, what? who? There's bro- there? Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn's at the <laughs> tournament? Oh, okay, not Stony Brook. Okay, gotcha. Um, and they had an
1: upper deck in this thing? Like, yes. what? Did they had they had this thing in the in the Georgia Dome, the old Georgia Dome. I swear it's what it looked like. They were. They, they were tried to make
0: it Vin television live. They, they mm. tried to make it an actual event, like Selection Sunday is something that you should go to, like it's WrestleMania, and that is not what this is about. The best thing about Selection Sunday is when they throw up and they do the dissolve to the bracket, and you just right. see it pop up, and then you have to scroll, and everyone else is looking at different spaces, and you're arguing to see what you saw first. You got six, eleven. You know when you see an eleven, that's so that thing. means somebody's so, out of the tournament. So let's
1: get to that point that this is the first year that they decided to go alphabetical with mm-hmm. the reveal first of all they they I, I lied what they did first was they showed the automatic bids the tournament winners they took like 15 minutes going through the mm-hmm. tournament winners which we all already knew we already have this information we did watch that happen we don't need mm-hmm. another rundown of the tournament winners but we get it anyway. We get... Uh,
0: uh, Courtesy of Greg Gumbel. Greg Gumbel. We're with on the, a, with, with his, my, his mouth is not synced up to the actual we're, video. We're on like a
1: three-second delay with yes. the audio. Uh, Greg Gumbel making jokes about Wolfpacks. You got to mm-hmm. be careful out there, folks. Yeah, a lot uh, of Wolfpacks the out there. A lot of wolf packs. Um, But you brought up the good point. The reason this was frustrating is because you, you forgot like who was on the bubble. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of... Usually, when they're doing the reveal, you see like the eleven and the twelve seeds. It's usually the elevens that are the the final spots or the tens. The playing games, yeah, and 12, yeah. Like you do the playing games, you show the ten seeds, mm-hmm. and you know that those were the teams that are on the bubble. So their first four, yeah. This time they did not do that. So like right out of the gate, we get Arizona State was the second team released, and mm-hmm. that's like okay, cool. So we know they're in. What does that mean for the rest of them? And then you and I were trying to like, we're idiots. We, we mispronounce everything. We don't know how to spell stuff. So like we're looking at alphabetically trying to figure out like it's like, okay, so maybe I think next should be Notre Dame should come up as the team that, you know, will they be in or won't they be in? And then Ernie Johnson like throws shade at Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a little side tangent, uh-huh. Ernie Johnson, uh, his attitude during this entire show was exactly how my attitude would be if I was doing this. It's
0: as if Ernie Johnson had no idea this was the plan or the idea, yeah. and then he walked in, and Greg Gumbel was like 40 feet away from him, and there's a studio audience, and he's like, you got to be kidding me. He goes, and then now he has to fill out a bracket with Kenny and Charles, who can't even agree <laughs> on a pick. So there's all marks. question marks
1: everywhere. So Ernie Johnson, he, he, it's his turn to reveal the ends, and uh-huh. he goes... Folks, this is where North Korea or this is where Notre Dame would show up. Are we going to see over, it? Yeah. yeah. Are we going to see it? No. No, we're not. <laughs> Ooh, <Oof. laughs> so sad, Irish. And, uh, that was pretty hilarious. Um, but yeah, it became like confusing because right? you're trying to keep track of it all, and we all know a certain way. I just don't understand Tate. Why change anything? This this show. No one. The words. I don't like the selection show and the way they do it. Mm. Have never been uttered in the history of this event. Ever. No one has ever said this, this is like the, it is impossible to make something that both the, the seven year olds in the country and like the ninety-seven year olds, like the seven year olds who live in LA and the ninety-seven year olds who live in Dubuque, Iowa,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like that both of them like.
0: It's like a solar eclipse. There's literally the nothing thing. in the world yeah. that
1: both people like. Mm-hmm. And this was one thing that everyone was like, yeah, it's great. The selection show. I like how they do it. Yeah, it's good. And then they, they screw it up. I don't understand
0: it. Well, you're missing the mark here because what they, what they did with this whole situation was we've been on CBS forever, which is a very, you know, it's obviously a network. We've been doing things tradition. We've done this so yeah. long. We're going to TBS this year, and what is TBS's <laughs> mantra? It's very funny. Very funny. It's very funny, and it's supposed to be funny. We had Get Out leading into the selection show. We get it was to get watch hard. Get, get Hard. hard. Get Hard. Yeah, get, get Hard. If it was Get Out, that would actually even be better. Tate
1: was very upset their show Get Hard because he already he already had his Get Hard experience watching Carolina beat Duke. Oh know, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was like, on like, Friday I, don't, night. I don't need I'm another okay Get Hard that. experience. Yes, yeah. yes,
0: I can't do that anymore. Uh, But anyways, we're at this point where we're on TBS. We're trying to make jokes. We're trying to be funny, I guess. I think that's the whole point of this. It was supposed to be funny a little bit and like have an actual crowd reaction. They were supposed to be, instead of a laugh track, we have a real crowd. They're trying to make us laugh. I don't know. That's something they can offer.
1: I blame Jim Delaney because usually the Big Ten tournament leads right into Uh the the selection show. This year, we had to watch Rob Gray throw the ball out of bounds and then just sit there like he's Joe Bluth looking off into the distance like I made a huge mistake Mm. (laughs) as he's sitting on the bench. Um. And then there's like 45 minutes it wasn't that long. It was probably like 30 minutes between the end of the Houston Cincinnati game on CBS and the the selection show starting. So we flip over we're watching Tiger Woods and it just like it, it just throws me like it was cool watching Tiger doing the thing but it's like the streams are crossing,
0: you know. It would have been cool if Tiger won. But you know Tiger doesn't win and then, and then we have to, to, to wait for 25 that was more to minutes. this
1: is like a different experience yes. but like that experience kind of like made its way into Selection Sunday experience. I don't know, and I it was, it was just too much. But we did have a few staples stuck around, a few traditions. Number one, the delayed satellite video of the teams, mm-hmm. and they cut to Michigan, and they're like, There they are, folks! Your Big Ten tournament champions, Mo of the Michigan just there? World. and Mo Wagner's like, What the hell are we doing mm-hmm. here still? Mm-hmm. And then the camera's on them for 10 seconds, and then suddenly, like, two people stand up right as they're cutting away from it. Um, mm-hmm. we still got that. We still also got Seth Davis being cocksure about every single pick. Like the split second after they're announced, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, uh, Kansas, Penn, uh, Seton Hall, uh, oh, I like NC State going to Elite Eight in this one." And yeah, like, it's, like, might as well like, lock
0: it in. Houston to the Elite it, Eight. Yeah, it's great, like, great
1: matchup for Houston. I like them going to, go to Elite <laughs> Eight. Uh, Virginia going to Elite Eight as well. Virginia over Houston. Okay, he, that, that man fills out his bracket faster than anyone in the country. You're
0: not 1st or last. at Seth Davis. So
1: we still got that, but the selection show as a whole. Complete disaster. You and I were thinking about doing like a live video or something. I mm-hmm. think we played it smart by not doing anything. I think we got we got to get the people like very pissed off. There, you know what's happening right now? A lot of discussions going on. Like mm-hmm. we need a change. We need something fresh. Can we get some fresh voices out there? Maybe can we get a guy who you know cheers for a team that goes to the national championship every year? Can we get a guy who also you know played basketball at Ohio State mm-hmm. like I did? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if my. I got my Kevin O'Neal going on, for those of you watching. This. Yes, uh, Kevin O'Neal. I got th- my three championship rings I'm wearing right now. Pretty I busted impressive. those out. Um, I'm not
0: going to lie. I'm pretty... You know. So they're
1: going to be looking for something new. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's, it, this might work These out These two well. guys right yeah. here. Uh, uh,
0: Charles Barkley, how many games has he watch this season? None. But but at this point... Man, they're just great kids. They're I think, just great kids. I think kids. at this point
1: you can't complain about Barkley because it's just... It's like part of... It's like the Bill Walton thing. It's like all part of the experience. I think the first couple years... I I hated it. I I still think we should be actively trying to get Barkley off these shows. Yes, but since that's not happening, he's
0: totally fine to be off these shows as well. But
1: since it's not happening, I think like at this point, it's like, listen, Barkley's going to call tournament or he's going to be in the studio all tournament. Just accept it this year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's just how it's going to be, and just have fun with it as as a viewing public because. Of course, he never watched games. They'll get mad at him for watching. He's not—he's not the one that's like, "Hey, will you guys please let me do the selection show? Will you let me do NCAA tournament games?" He's not the one asking him for this.
0: Well, we have so many panels now too with this whole thing, where we have like the Grant Hill, Bill Raftery, and Jim Nance mm-hmm. panel, which is like the the classic CBS. Let's go here. Let's have you Grant Hill give his thoughts on the situation, and Raftery will jump in with a little quip or something, and then we'll go back and we'll get the the Kenny and the Charles Barkley and the Ernie team to get it, and then yeah. we'll get the Greg Gumbel team and Seth Davis together. There's too we get many the, people. There's we too Doug many people. been here
1: for the white man's perspective. <laughs> As he says, um, let's dive into the bracket, Tate. Yes. What? Just, I, I guess, what's the very first thing that jumps out as we're looking at, looking at the entire bracket? We're not going to go game by game. We're we're, mm-hmm. we're going to fill out our bracket later. Keep keep eyes peeled for that. I think we're doing. Are we doing that tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday? Yeah. yeah, something like that. We might we might wait for the games to start. We might we'll do it like as the games out. are played. Yes. Um, but so so we're not going to do all that right now. But what's just something that jumps out to you right away?
0: The first thing that jumps out to me, and I'm looking at the South region, is Virginia. The overall number one seed, right? Yes. We, we've talked about Virginia this whole season. People still don't want to admit that they're the best team in the country, even though they win the ACC by four games. They win the ACC tournament. They've done all they can. As Ty Jerome said, it's sixty-six point. You know, like we're right there. We got to get to hundred. This is our last mission. This is a one, two, three step process for Virginia and Tony mm. Bennett. And then you look at this bracket, and I'm not even going to start with the fact that they they have the SEC tournament champion Kentucky. Yep. Uh, they have the Pac-12. Tournament Arizona. champion Arizona and their bracket, and then we have Cincinnati, the American, the, the tournament American tournament, tournament champion, in their bracket, yeah. which is pretty tough. So those three teams are all in your bracket, and then throw that, throw all that aside. I'm not even sure they can get to that point because they play a second-round team in Creighton, yes. which is a nightmare. If you were a top seed, there was probably not a worse team besides maybe Butler that you face that's going to completely change the style that you play. They're going to be chippy. They're going to take charges. They're going to hit you and hand-check you. They're going to make you play a little bit different. I mean, I know Virginia does a lot of those things too, but that might be the most physical game that we see starting out this well, tournament.
1: Well, I mean, Creighton does have to get by Kansas State, Bruce Weber, um, so... Let's not, so let's not Creighton will cheap. be playing Virginia. <laughs> yeah. We got the Marcus Foster Bowl between uh-huh. Creighton and Kansas State. Marcus Foster transferred from camp. people forget. People it? forget. People it. forget that. So that'll be an interesting. Uh I don't I, 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 um, I don't know if I should do it yet, but I, I, I I'm gonna answer my own question. What's the first thing that jumps out to me? Mm-hmm. And uh I gotta be honest, eight, I think the buckeyes got screwed. <laughs> I, I was I had that moment wow. my, my brain kind of froze. It was like, should I be objective? Should I not? And I just gotta let's just let's just say it. Ohio State has to play Gonzaga, who we've already played this year. We already played Gonzaga. We have to play in Boise, Idaho, mm-hmm. which is like twenty minutes from Gonzaga's campus.
0: Spokane. People it's a forget. home game.
1: They think that Spokane, Washington, this is how Gonzaga always lands all these recruits that are from from overseas, is that you, you think you hear Spokane, Washington, you're like, that must be a Seattle suburb. It is not. That that mm-hmm. place, that thing's like that thing's practically in Montana, it's so far east. And it's right down the road from Boise, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State has to play there, and we've already played Gonzaga. We lost by, like, 40 because we played Gonzaga in the PK-80. The game tipped off at, like, midnight 30 Eastern.
0: So are you blaming Phil Knight's birthday right now? Yes, I'm blaming Phil Knight for this as well. I
1: already know. I I don't know if they've released the tip times. I don't need them to release the tip Mm -hmm. times. I already know that Ohio State is going to tip off at 1046 p.m. Eastern. In the uh, second round yep, game.
0: Checks out. Yeah. That's what in the saying. second
1: round game. Like the first round game, they're going to tease me. They're going to be like, ooh, a noon tip. Cool. They're playing kind of early. And then the second round the game is like, ooh, how can we screw Ohio State here? Um, So that jumps out to me. I actually like that the West, Uh, y- your your team is in the West as well, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Um, I, I think the West has kind of opened up. Wouldn't that be something if North you and I are both out here in Los Angeles, if North Carolina and Ohio State met in the Elite Eight, but it's just not going to happen because Gonzaga, like this, uh, Gonzaga fans just have to be licking their lips right now. It's all, it's all coming together for them. And they're going to get a rematch with, with North Carolina in the Elite Eight, possibly, in Los Angeles. Are you nervous about that?
0: No, because we're going to be in the building, we're going to have magic, and uh, we're going to make it happen. You're talking about the West right now. I think that's the most open region uh, if you go across the board, I mean Xavier is a one seed. We don't want to slide Xavier, but they're obviously yeah we do. Xavier's, <laughs> Xavier's the worst one seed. Yeah, they, they
1: know they're the worst one seed. Yes. We, we made the point on the podcast. Like the the Xavier fans know they're the worst yes. one seed. They know that they have been extremely lucky all season. Mm. They're
0: they are a very good team. The king also, of the king of winning a game in overtime by four.
1: They're also a very lucky team. Um, mm-hmm. so you know, that's not, <laughs> nothing, against, nothing yeah. against Xavier. I'm not I'm not. And by the way, I'm not even saying that to like. Pretend like Ohio State's going to blow Xavier out. I'm not even shit-talking about that. I'm just, you know, objectively speaking, like, Xavier is is not that – no no one's looking at Xavier and is like, oh, man, I'm scared of these guys.
0: But when you look at the West, like, who is the hottest team in the West? I mean, obviously Michigan, but now we have the, the question, like, like, we joked about the Rust Belt thing. I mean, are, is the rest of Rust? You know, are they going to be mm-hmm. worn out from the two-week break that Jim Delaney made them have? And then you got Carolina, a team that – obviously just beat duke on friday and then they go and play virginia proves proves out that virginia is the best team that you know they don't play that great against virginia you see some vulnerabilities there so that's not necessarily the pick and then houston is the team that i think everyone's going to point to in the west where they're like okay i love kelvin sampson they're maybe a little underseeded i've watched them play rob gray's a star and I don't. Th- I think it's the sexy pick that everyone's going to make. And I don't think it's the right pick. I no. think it's one of those things where Houston right now is like a hot team, so everyone's on them. But that's a pretty bad draw. San Diego State yeah. is a pretty good team, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I- and I could totally that's see interesting... San Diego State ups- upsetting you know Houston early. And a lot of people are going to jump on Houston because they're like, "That's the hottest team in the West," and I, I just think that's going to be wrong.
1: Well, no, Michigan. So the, the that was Michigan me being part. Seth Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're just like jumping. You're <laughs> I'm like, out so on Houston. So I see this, and then this will <laughs> happen, and this will. Yeah, yeah. Um the Michigan thing is very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh I I think Michigan pretty obviously not even just because of their s- seeding. Um I'm kind of making like a chalky comment here to say that Michigan is North Carolina's biggest threat to like make the Elite 8 at least. Um but Michigan yeah, they're playing very well but the, but you, like you brought it, not even just the rest versus Rust thing. Like Michigan's had a full week off. Mm-hmm. Um My question is like if you actually look at how Michigan played in those games, like this Michigan team was taken to overtime by Iowa in mm. the Big Ten tournament. Mm. The, like, and people are sort of pretending like they're just red hot and they're great. And and I've, I've said on here before that I do like Michigan. I like that they play defense, that this team actually plays defense. I like the pieces that they have. But these the, the narratives with the NCAA tournament are so easy to get carried away and just be like, well last year Michigan won the Big Ten Tournament and they were yeah. very hot and then mm-hmm. they beat Louisville and they kind of had that run and Beelines kind of had a good run. Like, this is a completely different team, completely different matchups. We don't, you know. So to say that, I think is kind of, I think basically what I'm saying is a lot of people are going to pick Michigan to go very far. And they might, but I also, it wouldn't surprise me at all if even Michigan lost to Montana.
0: <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, my my th- crazy thing to watch out for for Michigan and North Carolina if they were to play and meet up is that Chris Weber is obviously on the broadcast. Ooh, Woody Durham! What? what Will they put Chris Weber on the call of Michigan, North Carolina? Because we know he doesn't like to think about that or ever talk about that. And will they play the call of oh Woody my Durham? god! Because then it would all come together if that all happens. That, I'm
1: actually cheering for that now.
0: Michigan, that would be Michigan, North Carolina. Chris Weber on the call. That'd be a sweet 16 game. Uh Ohio State got a five. I
1: was actually rooting for a six. I think we mm. should explain this to listeners. Yes. Um so as you're filling out your bracket, you might hear a lot of people talk about the five twelve upset. That's like the big one that that people feel like Watch out for those 512. Yeah, yeah. the five twelve upset special and the reason is the and this is this is gonna sound condescending to people that actually follow college basketball but there are a lot of Johnny come latelys that are tuning in to eight, trying to, to to listen to us talk about this. The reason this is is because like the 12 seeds are usually the 12 seeds are always like the mid-majors that are the automatic qualifiers mm-hmm. but they wouldn't have made it in unless they won their conference tournament. So they're all very hot. Davidson. Yes Davidson is a great example Davidson was not making the NCAA tournament until they won the A10. Um so that's what you get with the 12 seeds, are like these these underdog teams that got hot, won their conference tournaments, are coming together at the right time. And usually the five seeds, and, and in Kentucky's case, it's kind of a bad example because you brought up Davidson. Kentucky's a bad example because they actually won their tournament. But usually the five seeds are the, t- the teams that like were good and are slowly fading away. Like Ohio State, for example. We Carson, for example. Ohio State was ranked eighth in the country mm-hmm. like two weeks ago. And now you realize we can't even beat Tony Carr. Which, yeah. which, which by the way, great. I, I looked at the bracket. Penn State didn't make it. We have a chance. I like that. I like Tony it. Carr in the NIT, um, though. Yeah, like, Clemson's a great example. Even West Virginia, like, they, mm. they went to the Big 12 championship, but in terms of, like, the last two or three weeks of West Virginia's season, it's like, you know... And they no choked away so many games. Yeah, no one's, like, year. scared of West Virginia. So that explains, like, the 5-12 thing, which is why, meanwhile, like, the 6-11 thing, like, the 11 seeds are usually the teams that are the last teams in that were on the bubble. Um, that's not always the case, but that's why I was actually hoping Ohio State got the 6 seed, but they got the 5 seed, and, and here we are, so... What else jumps out to you?
0: Uh, Another game that really jumps out to me is Villanova, obviously the one seed, talking chalk here, but the Wildcats go to the East. They get the one seed. uh, Everyone's super pumped about them playing, you know, Radford, LIU. Everyone's already saying that they are obviously the favorite to come out of the East. But you look at that 8-9 matchup that they drew, and it's like Alabama... (laughs) <laughs> versus Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Justin Robinson versus Colin Sexton. Those are two guards that can take you deep in a tournament. And for Villanova to have to play that Justin Robinson, if I if someone were to come to me and say who is Justin Robinson of Virginia Tech, I would say he's the Jalen Brunson of Virginia Tech. Like he he's exactly like Jalen Brunson, but he plays at Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. and they could play them in the second round and could easily upset them. And Villanova last year, we watched this with Wisconsin. We saw a team that came in that was maybe not so great, but had some pieces they played them down late to the stretch and then somehow Nigel Hayes made that baseline move and we get a win and i can see the same thing happening again to Villanova i think that's a really bad draw for an 8 9 well the game.
1: east is the, the east is apparently the 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 region that everyone says is the easiest mm-hmm. uh, i always think this is funny how we we assess like the easiest the hardest regions and and
0: we do it through 1 through 4 so it's like who're the no- top 4 seeds
1: And it never plays out that way. Mm -hmm. Like the the greatest example to me, it it just again I'm using this not because I want to talk about Ohio State again. It's just like the the one that comes to mind because (laughs) I I I remember this so well. (laughs) When Ohio State was the number one overall seed in 2011, and Mm -hmm. then we got like Kentucky and North Carolina, and I forget who else was in the the region as well. And Ohio State fans were losing their mind. Like, how are we the number one overall seed, and we have all these teams? And I thought, like, first of all, calm down. We're not going to have to play all of them, which is sort of like the point I would make to. For example, like like the, the example I, you would use this year is like Cincinnati. Cincinnati has Virginia, Kentucky, uh, uh, Arizona, mm-hmm. Tennessee. Like they're all in there, and you, you're, you're a Cincinnati fan. You're like, shit, that's pretty tough. You're not going to have to play all those teams. You play like one or two, maybe.
0: You have to beat team. Tennessee. Yeah, that's how you have to look at it. you. You're the bottom. All, you have you to beat let Tennessee. them all beat up each
1: other. Mm-hmm. So like th- these talks about like the hardest region. From what perspective are we talking about when we talk about what has the hardest region? No one really knows. You just kind of move it around. Secondly, like you said when you talk about the hardest regions and the easiest regions, you always look at one through four. And so everyone looks at Villanova and they're like, well, Purdue is kind of fallen off a yeah, little bit. At they're the end faltering. Of the year. Texas Tech is not uh, a
0: stalwart, not a team they're really concerned about. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wichita State, like, you know, they, yeah, they've they, been they, up and down. They've we been up really and down all, all are, year. Yeah. Um, all that is fine and well, but you bring mm-hmm. up a great point. When Villanova wins... In the first round, they have either Virginia if they Tech. they beat L.I.U. Brooklyn, yeah, that's we true. should say that, or that's Radford. True. No disrespect. <laughs> uh, they have either Virginia Tech waiting on them, the mm-hmm. only team to win in Charlottesville this year. Yes. One of the only two
0: teams that beat Virginia all year. And a team that got screwed out of the ACC tournament. Like yeah, They could have actually made too. a run. Yeah.
1: yeah, very good team. Or you have Colin Sexton pulling the Kimba, which need I draw these parallels. Mm. You know who Kimba beat in the second round. We remember. Oh, we remember.
0: It was can- Villanova. Yeah, the Wildcats, of course. It
1: was Villanova. So uh that that, that is also very interesting to me. That Villanova has um I, I won't disagree that like the, the the two, three, four, five in their region is is a good draw for them, but you gotta get there, folks. You gotta win the game in front of you.
0: And just talking about the 8-9 games in general, they're actually – I mean, across the board, we already brought up the Creighton game for Virginia in the, in the next round for them to face. But even at Kansas, you look at Seton Hall. Seton Hall is a team that has a bunch of seniors like Delgado, Desi Rodriguez, the guys that we've heard about and right. seen a lot through, throughout college basketball over the past couple of years – and you have nc state who is a team that at one point you know was beating duke north carolina they thought that the you know, team in north carolina yeah that's, that's the what they champs. think they still With think the that, state we're champs. state champs baby that's what they say and uh you could have a kansas face one of those teams in the second round i think that's a nightmare
1: but is kansas going to make the second round because that
0: is the steve donahue so special this
1: is the year mm-hmm. that every, this is the year unlike all those other years <laughs> yeah,
0: this feels like the this year this
1: feels like the year
0: this time 116 the 16 happen?
1: beats the 1 I think if it's happening, it's happening in Kansas Penn. Uh, no disrespect to Kansas, but your team sucks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a joke.
0: got to make sure. Was, I,
1: was, I just thought it was funny how I, I started this sentence with, like, no disrespect, right? I'm about to say you're, you're going to
0: lose to 16 teams. Does uh, this give Kevin no, Stallings hope, though? Because Steve Donahue goes to Boston College, loses all the games in the ACC, and now he's at Penn, now he's back in the tournament, if, and now he's up for the you know 116 upset. There you yeah, go, Stallings. He's, he's up for the 116. Throw one you a
1: bone. So uh, the, the reason I bring this up is someone slid into our DMs who was a Penn fan, and he was very upset. I think he's just like an Ivy League basketball fan. He was very, oh, very upset. I thought you going to say an
0: Ivy League bastard. Yeah, well, that's Just it. kidding.
1: He was very upset that uh, last year, our preview, when we were talking about Princeton, we just made academic jokes. Mm. We just said stuff yes. like, you know... They've, they got midterm. Well, that's because we asked them. for
0: someone to send us dirt yeah. on Princeton, and then everyone sent it. And they're like, so and so is that's, you know made a B on his test. As a
1: little aside, that's one of the more annoying things that the mm. friends of the program do. Is like, I thought you guys were a college basketball podcast. How about you stop sucking the blue bloods off mm. and you start talking mm. about my team mm. from. South Dakota's
0: Are you reading college email yeah, right. earlier? Yeah.
1: Like, come on. Of course we're not gonna know. Like we we are paid to watch college basketball, not Ivy League, you know. Like, come on. Um, but this guy slides in and he's like, Listen, I know you don't know shit about Penn, so let me fill you in. And he says Penn shoots a ton of threes. Mm-hmm. He says they have eight guys this year, and all this could be bullshit. Who knows? It could have been Kyle on a burner account yeah. like, just seeing <laughs> if you could get me to say this on, on there. Um, he said they have eight guys who have scored twenty points in a game this year. Eight. That's a lot. That's a lot of guys. That's that's like more guys than Mike Krzyzewski even plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so Penn shoots a lot of threes. Kansas shoots a lot of threes. Yes. This turns into like a three-point contest. You know how I feel about making shots versus missing shots. This turns into a game where Penn's making shots, Kansas is missing shots, Tate. Eh, we have a chance. We might see it. We have a chance. We might it, this this feels like the year. Unlike all those other years. <laughs> um, the other thing that stands out in the Midwest yeah. is either Dan Hurley, who everyone thought got his brother knocked out of the tournament. He did not. Arizona State made it. But yeah, that was I'm going to talk about this right catch. now. Yes. So Jump basically,
0: in. Davidson wins the Atlantic 10. They beat Dan Hurley in Rhode Island. No one has ever said a bad word about Dan Hurley. And if you, if anyone can find someone mm-hmm. saying a bad word about Dan Hurley, please share that with us because that happens. Davidson wins. Therefore, they are the A-10 automatic qualifier. We saw that when we opened up this show. And every single person, Jim Nance included, every single person they went to, they go, can you believe it? Davidson Taking a spot from someone? No, Davidson is not taking a right. spot. Davidson got the spot that Rhode Island should have gotten. They got the yeah. automatic spot. Rhode Island is now taking the spot. So Dan Hurley could have taken Bob Hurley's spot. Luckily, both Hurleys are in, and now Coach K is going to coach against Dan Hurley and be like he's better than Bob Hurley and try to pull him down to the Duke, dark side. Pull him down to. Duke no one wants to
1: say a bad thing about Dan Hurley. No, no one, one wants to say, to say a bad about thing. Any, yes. any any of the Hurleys. No, like I haven't even heard anybody. I mean, you talk about like. Arizona State was on the bubble, and mm-hmm. you know you hear the the bubble talk. But who who has been like, how the hell did Bobby Hurley get a team ranked third in the country and then almost miss the NCAA tournament? Has anyone said that? No. Or is it just not like, yet. well, folks, are they going to put Arizona State in? We don't know. Um, yeah, what, what's what's going on with the Hurley family? And, and, all and, in. What, and the talk about the UConn job, like everyone's everyone's talking about how Dan Hurley's the man, as though the creenaissance is not happening right in front of our eyes. Like Tom Crean has has Tom Crean's like worst years at Indiana. Just run laps. That's not true. But Tom Crean is such such a better coach than Dan Hurley. They're definitely what are we have, talking about? They're gonna Newcom have fans?
0: billboards up like welcome to stores, Dan. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they're already calling it. They're like we have to the get they, Dan Hurley. I
1: mean the way they talk about Dan Hurley, like if you didn't follow college basketball and you go look this guy up, you'd be like shit. He must be. You know, he must have been going to the Elite Eights, and, yeah. and he must have just been rattling off conference titles. What, has he been coaching for 15 years? Just like No, he won
0: the A-10 tournament last year. Yeah, though. he won one
1: he's, <laughs> he's had a He's had a couple years in a row where he's won 20 games. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. yeah but, hot young job. coach. Yeah. Hot young 48-year-old
0: coach. Yeah, let's bring him in. we got to <laughs> have um, him.
1: But anyway, calm down, Rhode Island. UConn fans are going to be upset that we're making fun of Dan Hurley. Uh, Rhode Island plays Oklahoma.
0: Trae Young. Trae Young
1: makes it in. Mm-hmm. Um, the winner will likely get Duke. I say likely. Because Duke has to still beat Iona, we don't know. We'll see how that goes. It's happened before. Two fifteen. Um, People but, forget but that has there. that has my attention. Rhode Island versus Duke, interesting. Trey Young versus Duke, even more interesting.
0: There is no way that Trey Young gets to Duke, right? There is no world right. in which Trey Young gets to Duke. In the world of Charles Barkley, he didn't deserve to get in the tournament. That's what he said on, on national he? TV. He, he said Trey Young and Oklahoma did not deserve to get in the tournament, even though he leads the nation in assists in, in, in scoring, obviously. That's always a caveat when they say mean things about Trey Young. They go, I know he leads the country in assists in I know that, I know that points, he's literally doing things that no one, stand is, him. It's no like, one oh, has ever done, <laughs> ever, in the history of the sport. It's, However, like, wow. it's like, that That's not very kind. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that's a, a great draw for Rhode Island because they're a disciplined team. Oklahoma is going to look lost. Poor Trey Young. Um, I would love to see Duke have to play because there would be so many one-on-dones on the floor. I mean, it would yeah. be NBA scout everywhere yeah they'd lose their mind to watch that game but i don't think i don't think we get to see that um Mich-
1: michigan state's kind of sneaking in there at the three seed i just i didn't even realize they were in the midwest bucknell like, michigan though. state is kind of bucknell though yeah. watch out for bucknell, bucknell. Kansas, kansas knows kansas does know uh virginia did avoid michigan state that's a big win for virginia they're mm-hmm. not in the same region as michigan state they also avoided florida who's kicked their ass a couple times in an NCAA tournament um
0: Anything else jump out to you? Uh, Just Tigers on Tigers. Uh, We're going to get Clemson-Auburn, possibly. Uh, Clemson is one of those teams that has... uh, They struggle. For for whatever reason, it always seems like they're a five seed. Um, And that's going to be a tough matchup for them Uh, against New Mexico State, uh, a good young team. And then... Of course, Charleston Auburn. I, I think Bruce Pearl. We haven't talked about him enough on this podcast, and we're not going to continue to
1: Mike, talk about
0: Mike. Him. Mike Pearl as Greg Gumbel goes. And, of course, Mike Pearl is such a great... But, yep. maybe, maybe this is his new persona. We'll just call him Mike Pearl. The best... Yeah, look at all the other Mike
1: Pearl is not the backdropper. He's no, the guy who's he reinvented coach. his image. Yes, he yeah. saved Auburn um, basketball. Greg Gumbel has... They're showing the automatic qualifiers on the screen right in front of him on this massive, just like 20 feet high... 60 feet wide screen mm. they have all the automatic qualifiers up there and Greg Gumbel's looking off his note cards reading like <laughs> who these teams are like you're showing like the North Carolina logo uh, and he's like what does that mean let's just oh it says here North Carolina all right northern colorado We're, is in coached by Ron Williams mm. of North Carolina good job North <laughs> Carolina uh one thing I jumped out we have not mentioned the Michael Porter Jr situation
0: that was my point about the eight nine games. That's the other eight nine game that we didn't mention yet. Missouri. Eight nine
1: Missouri, Florida State, but with Xavier, who we don't necessarily believe in. Like, I am. By the time Thursday rolls around and it's time to fill out my bracket, I am going to talk myself into Michael Porter Jr. going to the Sweet Sixteen, and then playing Ohio State. And th- God, dude, this is gonna hurt. I just, I just put all this together. This is I, uh, you're gonna lose to Porter Jr. Yeah, you think? Yeah, no I was talking not. shit about Michael Porter, and now. Uh,
0: I think you're gonna be okay. I, th- I think I think you're gonna be all right. I think
1: Mike Dom's gonna have something to say <laughs> yeah. about that I before we get about, that. Yeah, yeah, Mike um, Dom. All right, well that's it. Uh, oh, snubs. We didn't even get the snubs. Yeah, who, who's start.
0: the one snub? Who's your Dicky V snub? I haven't, I haven't been able to. I haven't. We whoa. know who Dicky V is already upset about. Who is he upset about? OK State. Was it? I, yeah. I didn't get a chance to see it. I didn't see it either. But I'm gonna say that I, I think he's <laughs> upset by OK State and. Uh, I would say this. I think Oklahoma State deserved to get in over Oklahoma. Obviously, Trey Young. I want him to be in the tournament. I'm happy he's in the tournament. Yeah. But I think that's the one Diggy V is going to go crazy about, especially because the first year head coach takes his program, turns it around. Everyone's you know super jazzed about that. And then obviously the sweep of Kansas. So Oklahoma they State did sweep Kansas. Did. Yeah, the, the Bill Self.
1: Bill Self did all he could to get yes. this done. Uh, he almost
0: did it three times, and then he, really he, he checked himself. He was yeah. like, "I can't get caught out this much."
1: Uh, Pat Forty brought up a good point on Twitter. Uh, Pat Forty, who who we. Uh, uh, like uh, we we we, we appreciate us, his journalism. His yeah. yeah, we appreciate yeah. his Thank journalism. Um, he did some more journalism. Connected the dots on this Tate, that Louisville, USC, and Oklahoma State were all in the bubble. Mm-hmm. They all missed the NCAA tournament. They all are linked in some way or another to the <laughs> ongoing FBI. I got my FBI jacket
0: on. Yeah, that's right. You the, yeah, you're actually involved now. They
1: uh, they are all linked to the FBI uh-huh. investigation. Do you think there's a conspiracy at play? Or or here's another here's an alternative. Mm. Mm those teams just suck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think the latter. Um, I will say, USC is the one team, and I know, you know, we got the the bland situation and everything, and uh, it's not a bland situation at all, but... uh, I think USC they should have gotten in, and especially seeing them play Arizona, it's like, oh, aren't they the second best team in the Pac-12? And then you see Arizona State that finished what ninth in the the Pac-12. How about a uh, uh, how about Middle Tennessee State? USC. I feel
1: like I I, I again I, we haven't we're, we're recording this podcast like right after the bracket came mm-hmm. up, so we didn't get a chance to watch all the uh, the di- the digestion, if you will, of uh,
0: where the coaches call in. V, and it's yeah. like now Coach K is on the line. Yeah. It's like, how's it going? so I
1: don't know who Dickie V is writing for, but I also feel like Middle Tennessee State is an easy pick, mm. um, because mm. it's like the smaller school. It's the, uh, you know, anytime you're going to bat for the smaller school, no one's going to be upset that yeah. you're that you're doing that. But the funniest thing about the Middle Tennessee thing, nobody knows a single player on this team. Nobody knows anything about this team except, like, the the bracketology nerds. Like, Lunardi, if you're one of those guys that lives in the bunker and are crunching the numbers on this, you might know. But all of the, the guys like us who just, you know, watch the games and, and riff on it, the talking heads, nobody knows shit about t- Middle Tennessee State mm-hmm. except that two years ago they beat Michigan State. And That's like sort of this lingering thing where it's like, oh, come on, yeah. You're, watch out for middle Tennessee, what yeah. they were they won how many games and they're not getting in? We, we already saw two years ago with a completely different team against a completely different <laughs> Michigan State team that they could win in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Why would you not put them in? Um, which is which is hysterical. I love that. That's, that. That there's this some sort of promotion relegation system at play where like if you win a game, like George Mason, if George Mason mm. 30 years from now, George Mason's on the bubble. They'll be like, well, you got to remember in 06, yeah. they, they showed that Final they four. can do it. Yeah. We got to, we still got to give them a chance. They beat um, Yeah. But, that was interesting to me. That's very uh, interesting. Also, I, also Louisville didn't yeah, make it in.
0: I was I was going to do a little pull one out for Dave Padgett. Uh, his Oof. interim time. The worst thing about Dave Padgett this whole year is that every single time he got interviewed, whoever was writing up his card, when it, his title card when it came up, they, they had to type out interim head coach every single yeah. time. And I felt bad for Dave. I was, duck. The, I was hoping that they were going to strip that title at some point. They obviously don't. Louisville doesn't make it. Um, and then Notre Dame, the end of Bonzi and Matt Farrell. I don't want to talk about and that. Pfluger. That one hurts. That one hurts.
1: I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I was sort of, I was sort of holding out hope that maybe they would factor in the the injury, the Bonzi colson injury. Maybe they would eight weeks. Maybe they would forget that he played against Ball State and they, <laughs> when they lost at home mm-hmm. and like assume that that was also he was out there. In well, the, he, was, he wasn't one hundred percent. Yeah, he wasn't one hundred. That's, that's the, the Porter Junior. He was sixty five percent of a hundred percent. But no, it didn't work out for Notre Dame. Uh, I, but I, st- I still think all these teams should have gone in. I'm, I'm take- I, I will always take the Dick Vitale approach. <laughs> I think Louisville, USC, Oklahoma State, Middle Tennessee, Notre mm-hmm. Dame, even Baylor, we haven't brought up that. Is Scott, Scott Drew, Drew. going to be a good coach in the NIT? We don't know. Um, I think all of them should have been in. If you ask me who would I take out, I would say nobody. I would say let's just move this tournament – and, and have, just add more teams let's just have 80 teams add more
0: yeah add more events add more revenue just keep doing it get to a billion get to almost a billion there teams, like let them all in um,
1: yeah so that that's it that's all I got you got anything else
0: uh, shout out Jim Beheim. he did it
1: Jim Beheim did get in
0: as much as we you know have, have talked about all these old coaches and uh, you know the changing of the guard and new young guys like 48 uh, year old Dan Hurley People forget that Jim Beheim is over seventy years old. He's he an got, old man. He got snubbed last year, and no coach over seventy has ever won ever won a title in the NCAA tournament. Even if he didn't, um, look, it's, it's time for Bayheim. Even if he show. didn't
1: look like he was seventy plus years old, the fact that he mm-hmm. just picks his nose on national television and does not give a single shit that he's caught on camera. Just tells you that he's old. Just like that's just an old guy move. He's like, I'm, I'm too old to care. I'm just going to pick my nose. He's just care. trimming his nose hairs, and care. he's just
0: counting these checks, yeah. and he's going to bring Syracuse back. Uh, yeah, it. they play. So they have to go to Dayton. Syracuse, Arizona State. It's playing the good. playing game. I,
1: I th- they should have done Oklahoma, Arizona State. Yeah, that would have. That's the game everyone wanted to see in the mm-hmm. playing game. So, not do, happen, do
0: you but. deserve to be in the tournament game? Or uh, in your spot? So
1: we have our bracket challenge one shining podcast mm-hmm. on Yahoo. We are using Yahoo because. We support good journalism, not those uh, those other people at that other place mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. botched a certain investigation. We are taking – Tate and I are taking a stand. We take our profession seriously. So we have chose chosen to use Yahoo. Um, and it has nothing to do with the fact that they dropped a the bag and sponsored our <laughs> podcast. It has nothing to do with that. It's just we just respect mm, good journalism. It's integrity. Um, so, yeah, check out the Yahoo group that we started. Uh, we are doing that. Again, for those of you who are, are new and, and haven't heard us say this before, if you win our, our group, we will we'll let you come on our Duffies, our award show, we're calling the Duffies mm-hmm. and give an acceptance speech um I'm going to win that I'm going to just turn your mic off for two minutes and just talk that's what, this, hi, that's yeah. what this
0: podcast usually is yeah <laughs> you're not wrong
1: <laughs> Kyle's back there laughing Kyle love that Kyle's clapping he's like yeah thank god hey. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle why don't you chime in oh that's right you don't have a microphone that's it. great great <laughs>
0: you got a boom Kyle up.
1: where's our merchandise you son of a bitch um why don't you get the work Where on are that? All right, stickers, of, Kyle. Yeah,
0: Jesus, Kyle. <laughs> uh,
1: so, check out the bracket group. Join join our bracket group. Again, Tate and I are not going to join until we feel like we have a respectable group We're sure shit, not attaching our names to something <laughs> that's that looks like garbage so please <laughs> <laughs> make our Get thing respectable so we yes. can actually promote yes. this thing. Uh, no join the group we will, we will have fun we will be back yes. all this week all throughout the tournament we're going to be just pumping out pods so just keep checking your podcast feed for for an update because we're going to pretty much do a new one every single day um, we're going to do one what's the next one we're going to do Tuesday? Tuesday yeah we're going to actually like, take some time and instead of doing the Seth Davis and instant reaction we're going to actually think about this stuff and, and all and that sort of out. thing so uh, check that out in the meantime save the crew